welcome and thank you for tuning into SM Enlightenment Radio or TV or listening to the Two Healthy Chicks podcast. I'm Ayana. And I'm Jenny. And we are two healthy chicks providing simple life hacks on this journey to healthy living. Yes. How you doing tonight, Ayana? Oh, I'm in a very rare form tonight, Jenny. (laughs) (laughs) So why don't you let everyone in on what you're drinking in your mug? (laughs) Well, first, let me just show, you know, two healthy chicks. I'm I'm on board. Mm -hmm. Um, but I do have some Sauvignon Blanc in my mug tonight. <laughs> it is what it is because I almost kind of forgot about our recording, but I'm ready. I'm ready. <laughs> it's going to be a good night, ladies and gentlemen. A good night. <laughs> <laughs> oh, this is going to be awesome. I just think it's funny because we were talking about this before the show started. And I just think it's funny because I brought it up in one of the episodes and said something about having wine. And you're like, oh, just do it. Like, that's never, you know, just like a celebratory night. And like, you beat me to it. So that's not very fair. (laughs) I'm sorry. I beat you to it by accident. I really like, I thought about it all day. You know, we, we went over our material and we, like we did all the prep work. We did everything that we were supposed to do. And then just over the last two hours, I forgot what day it was. I forgot what time it is. I'm having a hot flash. Like I could go on and on. But it is what it is. So, ladies and gentlemen, if you did not think that we were genuine in the past, now mm-hmm. you know. Yeah. It's, it's legit. Yeah. <laughs> ask me. Ask me. Ask me what's, what's in my... Danny, what's in your mug? <laughs> <laughs> Water. <laughs> ladies and gentlemen, we are on it tonight. I am the boring one tonight. <laughs> Clearly, we yeah. are unprepared. Yes. Okay. So tonight, what it is. Yes. A very serious topic. Um, Okay. Going dairy free. Why? Why go dairy free? Why would one ever do such a sounds like a horrifying thing (laughs) to do if you love your ice cream and your cheese and all your yummy dairy stuff? Like why in the world would you ever do that? And how does one do that if you are so convinced that that is something that you would ever actually want to do? And what should you avoid in that process? So that is what we are covering tonight, ladies and gentlemen, dairy free. <laughs> I love how you preface that because that is a very good point. I mean, it's like all of the treats are in that category, yes. like ice cream, cereal, yes. like, you know, everything that you would normally think of and how we were probably most of us were raised. Mm-hmm. It's all in that Yes. If you think about it, like we've talked about gluten-free on this podcast. If you've missed that episode, go back and find it and listen to it. And and now we're talking about dairy-free. And if you think about it, breakfast, cereal, gluten, uh-huh. milk on milk. it, dairy. <laughs> dinner, what's the favorite dinner? Pizza, gluten, with dairy on top. Like, I mean, it's the kids' favorite mac and cheese. Yeah, mac mac and cheese. Like, I mean, look at all the combinations. So you tell people, oh, I'm dairy free. Like, what? Like, why? And like, how do you gluten free? Crazy. How do you eat? How do you stay alive? I know, right? Like, is that humanly possible? (laughs) Is that healthy? (laughs) Yes. It's crazy. It's crazy. And I get those looks all the time. It's like, really? Oh, oh, that's weird. I don't even have the conversations. I just do it. Because the conversations are futile. Like, just so it's entertaining futile. sometimes. It is. That is very true. So last week I asked you if you 
buy organic because that's what we were talking about. I don't need to ask you this week if you're dairy-free because I know the answer. Instead, I'm going to ask you why did you choose to go dairy-free? Inquiring minds would like to know. Yeah. So it's kind of funny that you phrase the question that way. I choose why I chose to go dairy-free because I would not say I chose (laughs) to go dairy-free. It was actually, I had had my third kiddo and um, he was two months old and it was discovered that he had a cow's milk protein allergy. Mm. And because I was nursing him, that meant that I needed to go dairy-free in order that he was dairy-free. And And um, so I did it for him. And I'm telling you, I know it sounds like beyond ridiculous to say this because many people do many hard things in their lives, but like it was legit the hardest thing I've ever done in my life. (laughs) Birthing a child was easier than going dairy free. (laughs) I think that's legitimate. And I I like, I really think that that is a valid point because there are many people, I mean, me included, before I even considered gluten or dairy or anything like that. I would have actually I did. I looked at you like you were crazy when you mentioned gluten free. Like we talked about that. That's an episode of too, if you haven't heard that one. Um, but then dairy free just kind kinda came naturally because, you know, as you get older and we've had this conversation, sometimes it just it affects different bodies differently and different cultures differently. Like it is a thing. And for us in our community Sometimes we feel like once you get past 40, you just can't ha- handle dairy. But there's a reason to that. So, you know, but yeah, that I appreciate you sharing, you know, exactly why. Because it wasn't exactly a choice. And I think many people, many times who are not considering that just yet. And I say yet because I think it's just a matter of time for most people who are mm-hmm. getting older. Um they would look at it as a choice. And for you, it absolutely wasn't. So no. it just became a lifestyle. Yeah. And, and I will say two things about it. One, one of the reasons why it was so hard is because it was May. And that meant it was ice cream season. And quite frankly, to be honest with you, every day is ice cream season. <laughs> to me, it used to be. So like, I mean, it didn't matter if it was summertime or not, I would be eating ice cream. And so like to give up ice cream was really, really hard. I mean, that was the hardest thing for me. There was lots of other things because it's in everything. Like it's really hard to avoid if you're not being intentional about it. Um, But then the other thing is, is that yes, it was the hardest thing I've ever done. And, and I had to be super, super specific because everything got through to him. So like I had to be down to the nth degree and it was really, really hard because it was all so new to me. But, and I don't think if it weren't for him, if it were just for me and my health, it was suggested I do it. I would, I really don't think I would have stuck with it like I did and as particular as I was. But I, having done that and having said that, like I am so grateful I did because I learned through that process that I function much better as a human being mm-hmm. without dairy in my life. And I don't know, I'm sure something would have eventually gotten me. But at that point, I never had the wherewithal, the understanding or the, you know, why would I ever need to do that to really stick with it? And I'm so grateful I did because that opened my mind, opened the world to me of, oh, there's a different way of eating and Mm -hmm. you can feel better. You can get through these things that you thought was just normal for your body. No, it's not normal. It's because of what you're eating. Yeah, that that's, those are all very valid points. And I think that's a pretty significant, um, 
just way to transition into it because it does seem very extreme, you know, if you're not used to that. And for me, I'll be honest, I am mostly dairy free, but not 100%. And the reason I say not 100% is when I am out, sometimes it's more difficult. Um, and it, it really is just a matter of being more prepared. Um, but, you know, if, if we go out and let's say to the, the typical, um, I'll call it American Mexican chain food restaurant, because we all know it's not yes. genuine, like it's not yeah. real Mexican food. No. But, you know, you, you get your bowl and you get your brown rice because you want to be gluten-free and you get your black beans and your lettuce and Yep. Let me give some of that cheese. No, you don't have dairy free cheese, but let me get some of that cheese anyway. So that's why I say almost because at home, Mm -hmm. you know, I don't eat anything but dairy free cheese because I know how my body reacts. I know I feel better on it. Um, But yeah, there are still some times when I'm eating out, I'll have a little bit of that cheese. Oh, yeah. Let me get a slice of that New York pizza because I just can't resist. I'm a Brooklyn girl at the end of the day. You cannot judge me. Anyway. I say all of that because thankfully tonight we have someone who is going to help us through this conversation and help us through the whole topic of why and how and what to avoid and all that good stuff. Um, She's an intuitive wellness strategist and passionately empowers people struggling to feel good in their skin and have a desire to live a happy, healthy, and well life. She uses the good, better, best method to examine each client's relationship with food, stress, weight, movement, home and or work toxins, beauty and sleep, and provides a clear plan of action to put them back in the driver's seat of their health. Well, I mean, if everybody isn't signed on by now, I just, I don't know what you, like, what, what are you waiting right? for? What, what are you missing? What else do you need? <laughs> uh, with nearly 17 years on her health journey, please welcome wife, mom, beauty brand director, and wellness strategist, my friend, Lindsayah Van Dusen. Welcome. Hello, ladies. Oh my gosh. I was like, I could have just watched all night. Like, I was just sitting here like, as though I'm like, I don't have anything in my mug. I just have water. (laughs) Well, you're on the same day tonight. Clearly, you guys are like my balance because I'm quite the opposite. That's what it is, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> oh man! So again, thank you for joining us yes. for a second time because clearly oh, you didn't get enough of our foolishness last week. So <laughs> we are very grateful to have you back. And before we jump into you know dairy free and all the goodness, will you share with us like how you came to your health journey? Because I know there's a lot there. I think it really sets the stage for our discussion. Yeah, absolutely. I feel like every appliance in my house just turned on. So hopefully you can hear them all. I was like, what just happened here? Um, yes. So I, how I arrived to this um, place of being dairy-free. So first things first is that I actually was diagnosed as lactose intolerant when I was in between third and fourth grade. Um, and I ended up having like a subsequent uh, surgery that was in relationship to some breathing issues that I was having um, that you know, through like a lot of diagnostic tests with what was going on, it was uh, recognized. But in fourth grade, and my mom, much like Jenny, I love that you shared, like, if not for your child, you would not have gone there. And she did the best that she could. But again, this was before, you know, the internet was at your fingertips before when you had to go to the, you know, to you had to find someone or or know someone that was doing it. So she did a lot of things. But 
food was one that she really didn't tackle. I mean, she like cleaned our house, like, uh, you know, to her, that was like how she expressed her love of taking care of me. Um, but that didn't really do anything in terms of reducing dairy from my life. So I was truly a cheese addict. I used to say that cheese was my religion and like my creator, like I would give it up when my creator called me home. Like that's how I felt about it. I was like, nobody is ever prying any of these cheeses from my life. Like cheese was a food group and it was necessary to live. So I hear all of that. And then um, much like you, Jenny, my oldest, who just her, um, is going to turn 17 in a month, she, when I had her, she was colicky. And so I had to remove a lot of things, including dairy, like yourself. And I went really restrictive because I was trying to heal. I didn't know why she would not stop crying. And as a mom, as a new mom at that, I you know, I felt so like helpless. And, um, and then I my when I added it back in, I noticed things for sure. But it stayed because I was committed to the story that I was never giving it up that it was part of me that I needed it. I had all of these things wrapped around the identity, like I don't know how to cook without it. Yeah. And then I, uh, about eight years ago, really, I shared um, on our last episode how I started down my plant-based journey. And it was in the plant-based journey as I learned about how inflammatory it is, how the farming is so horrendous. It's unbelievable what we do to these live sentient beings. The processing is terrible, creates a ton of waste. And it's all been, you know, it's all been advocated towards us for profit. And, you know, I'm not going to get into all of that. I, I tell people, go, go read the book, Whitewash, <laughs> like mm-hmm. go understand where this comes from and the, the bigger purpose. And uh, that's when, when I made the exchange uh, health over old stories. And I decided I was going to start eating for how I wanted to feel, not necessarily how I knew how to cook. I just have continued to step forward and I haven't been perfect. I don't think anybody has to, but um, definitely, I, yeah, I just feel better. And so, and I, and like you guys all referenced, you can feel the difference when you do it. So that's my story. That's how I arrived here. Wow. I love that. What you said, health over old stories. I think that just sums it up. Oh, I love that. That's great. You know, it's ironic because you mentioned, you know, how animals are treated throughout the process. I did not learn about that until I entered special education. And many of our listeners know that that is like a second career for me, so to speak, career. I don't really like calling it career because I feel like education is so much more. Um, But in going through my coursework, you know, you learn about um, compression jackets and, you know, how that calms children and weighted blankets and things like that. And that comes from the study of what is done to cows in the process. And I can't remember the name of the movie. I'm sure it's very popular. I'm sure people probably know what I'm talking about. I'll figure it out and put it in the Facebook group. You like that plug? Two Healthy Chicks Facebook. Okay. So anyway, um, the 
compression supposedly calms the cow before slaughter. And it's just, it's just such an, a, a ridiculous concept. It's like, let me calm you down and put you at peace and let you think that everything is okay before this is about to happen. So, and it's just, I think it's outrageous that I didn't learn about that until, like I said, special education. It didn't have anything to do with food. It didn't have anything to do with what we are doing or how we are treating animals. It didn't have anything to do with what is serving our body and not serving body. It had everything to do with an unrelated topic. So it's very interesting. Yeah. I mean, I think you can travel down that path very far. And to be honest with you, the picture you painted is far more humane than what actually happened. Oh, of course. So that concept of a weighted blanket and kindness in the the final moments is uh, is far from what is truly experienced. But to give some indication, something that most people don't know, because we are, we're far removed from our food sources. In the Mm -hmm. past, you know, um, people always talk about even like eat like our ancestors. And I'm like, cool. So 60 years ago, our ancestors like knew the cow that showed up on their plate's name and they were in the same field that that cow was grazing. So if we're talking about that, like, and if it wasn't, it was from the farm down the street that they likely bartered or did some form of business. So we're, we're so far removed from understanding how our food is truly sourced. But mm-hmm. to give everybody this understanding back to the dairy point here today, that most people don't know in this one simple um, image, and you can go, it's called a suckling ring. And what they do is they pierce the, the center cartilage of a baby calf, and they put this gigantic like, you know, nose ring in the baby calf that is studded all over so that if it goes to suckle on the mom and take the valuable milk, the mom will kick it away because it essentially stabs her with this nose ring. And this is, it not only has neurological damage that it creates to the calf's nose, but understand that this is inhibiting nature. And this is just one way in which we're disconnected. And so it was learning things like that, that made me understand that if this isn't to say, you know, I'm not one to speak in always and nevers. I believe that humans have to choose what's best for them. I'm not here to preach that we all do the exact same thing. But if that has to be done for the end resource, Uh then likely there's something wrong in the manufacturing, creation, growing, whatever it may be. But there's something wrong in that channel from how it starts to how it ends. That is not, it's not high vibration to me. And I think if we all just looked at it a little bit more that way, we would think, so even if you were to consume dairy, you were consuming, you know, from local farms and you visited and you know, they're free range and you know, you know that they're humanely grown or raised. Um, Again, it just, even if people moved in that direction, we would have some powerful, uh, powerful changes. Yeah. And, and it, it kind of goes back to what we had talked about last week with the soil and the processes and, and, you know, kind of that whole buying local. And, and that's just really interesting because it expands that concept even more to not just plants and what you're buying. You know, you, you think of the CSA and, and buying from the local farm around you, but just even that, that just brings it into a whole different perspective as to, 
even just, you know, it's not necessarily just the dairy, but also the whole practices around it. And that, I mean, admittedly, that's something that I know very little about. So like, even what you were just saying, I'm like, oh, I don't know if I want to go deeper in that right now, but I am curious. Like, I don't understand why yeah. I wish do that. Like, so, um, so that just shows there is so much that, I mean, I don't know, I don't know about the process. And, and I think, and it kind of brought it up to me with things that you shared last week about the soil and, and our practices, things that we just don't typically think about. Like you go to the grocery store, you get your food, like you get your milk, you get your ice cream, like you don't think about it. So it's just interesting to just go one step deeper and just like start thinking about it. Just you know, ponder. <laughs> right. And that's the difference between what our, our, I guess, ancestors, I guess. I mean, 50 years doesn't really seem like ancestors, but what generations before us, like you were saying, Lindsay, they were much closer and we are so far removed. You know, we're looking at, okay, um, that's almost a pound. I need a pound and a quarter. That's the extent of what we're choosing at the grocery store, as opposed to knowing exactly what this animal has gone from, from birth to whatever is on your plate. Um, but it, it does, Jenny, just like you said, you know, it's deeper than what we want to dive into, but it sparks that curiosity because I've never heard of a suckling ring. Like I've heard of many different practices, never heard of a suckling ring. And it makes me question, okay, well, if the baby calf can't get the milk, what, what is the baby calf eating? And what happens when the baby calf grows up and becomes a cow? And what are we eating? There are so, so many questions. So, wow. <laughs> I've never heard of a suckling ring. Yeah. It's like, I mean, it's thinking about newborn humans, if they're not getting milk, and let's say formula isn't a thing because obviously we're not giving, I hope, not giving baby calves formula, but if they're not getting milk, how are they developing? What's what's going on here? What, I'm missing I'm missing a few steps. So, yeah, sparking a lot of curiosity here. I appreciate that. Well, I mean, I, yeah, there's a lot to think about for sure. There's a lot to walk down, but I think that the most important thing is that as we, as you said, as we become more conscious consumers, um, and even for those, you know, I, I speak in lots of spaces where there are, are a vast majority of, uh, types of eating, forms of eating, those that eat some animals, those that don't eat any animals. I, I talked about that last time, you know, and with within that, no matter where we are, we can all choose better sources. Mm -hmm. And even if we consume animals, if we have that level of care towards, you know, like even those that say like, I hunt, I go out and hunt. When you're in that position, no matter what, you are consuming less than if you're going out and buying, mm -hmm. right? Or if you're mm -hmm. like having to go source a high, like you're not eating the same quantity. So it starts to put things back into perspective where it's not showing up in such radical quantities everywhere. And that makes a big difference, even if it, it's not completely plant-based. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I think that is a perfect place to rest and give people something to ruminate on. Um, Cause I'm definitely like the wheels are turning not only for myself um, research and what it is that is going on behind the scenes and learning more because I, I unfortunately, well, not unfortunately, I guess I was exposed to the, um, 
what's called fresh markets. I think it's called fresh markets in New York and some other cities. And that was terrifying. Um, but I do want to dig deeper into what we're talking about now. But this is a great time to pause. I'm also thinking about content for the Facebook group because th there's just so much here and I definitely want to serve our audience and bring your information um, to our audience. But again, we'll pause here. Make sure you join us in the next segment because we're going to dive into why. I mean, we've already started talking about why, but we're really going to dig into why and then how and what you should avoid. So it's not as intimidating as you may think. I'm Ayana. And I'm Jenny. And we are Two Healthy Chicks on SM Enlightenment Radio, TV, and Two Healthy Chicks Podcast. Join us in the next segment. See you soon. Welcome back, everyone, and thanks again for tuning in to SM Enlightenment Radio or TV or the Two Healthy Chicks podcast. I'm Jenny. And I'm Ayana. And we are Two Healthy Chicks, providing simple life hacks on this journey to healthy living. And tonight, we are talking about the dairy-free life. So thanks for joining us, and thanks for being brave to come back after the first <laughs> episode or the first section. Um, so we got into some deep stuff there, but thank you for rejoining us because we are going to continue on this journey and really go into why, if it's so difficult, if it's like, why would you go dairy free? Yes. Well, I'm going to reframe it and say, it's not that crazy. It's just the opposite of what we've been taught. Mm -hmm. So yeah. it's not actually a crazy concept. There are lots of cultures that don't consume a lot of, of dairy, if any. And, you know, the reality is that we have to, when we want to feel different than we feel, when we want different results than we've been, um, you know, accomplishing, then we have to be willing to do some different action. And this is just an action that we've been programmed um, for. So why, why would we want to? Well, more importantly, I tell people, try it out for size, see how you feel and see if that feeling is worth it. See how you feel when you put it back in. So the most important thing is to remove it for an extended period of time. I usually coach people through 10 days because 10 days gives us an opportunity to go through one weekend. We also take out all the other, you know, key inflammatory items because it's important if you just take out dairy, but you leave other stuff that keeps you feeling crappy, you'll yeah. never know that you were feeling crappy. You also have to leave some space for detox symptoms. You know, the reality is mm -hmm. it takes for some time for those things to get out of the body. And so you can start to actually feel a little crappy first when things mobilize before you kind of get that feeling of like feeling really good. Not everybody, but it can happen. So you want to give yourself some time. Um, and then it's about putting it back in and evaluating. And it's not just evaluating in the moment. It's evaluating. I mean, acne can come, you know, onto your face over the next, you know, seven days, really, um, because our skin shows what is happening within. And so when you see, you know, did I get congested in my throat or in my nose or in my stomach? Did I have, you know, any symptoms with my bowels, any changes there? So that's what it is. It's not about 
forcing people's hand. It's saying, hey, if you are consuming it, this is what we should consider because these are some of the practices. If you're consuming just, you know, general dairy out there, this is what's happening. Do you want to, do you want to sign up for, I'm in support of that? If not, then now you can be more conscious in the way you're looking and that's going to already reduce your consumption. And then if we can say, well, how about we try taking it completely out and seeing how you feel, put it back in and you be your own, you know, decision maker. I'm not here to do that for you. I'm here to do that for me. (laughs) (laughs) I don't don't think it's a have to. I think it's an opportunity to get a little bit more in touch with what makes your body fuel and function really well. Hmm. Yeah, that is that is very similar. Like we coach a lot of our clients and we we tend to do it on the 30 day spectrum for the exact reasons that you mentioned. You know, those those 10 days you're going to, you know, span a weekend, you're going to eliminate certain things and then you may have some reactions. So over that 30 days, you know, sometimes you're able to actually really feel what the changes are through elimination. And of course, testing is always best. But if you're not in a position because, you know, testing isn't always accessible whether it's financial, location, et cetera. Um, But if you're not in a position to test, then elimination can be a good indicator of finding out what's going on in your body. And I think many times people just automatically think, you know, gluten, dairy, okay, well, I'm fine. I'm not really having any stomach issues, yada, yada, yada. You might be surprised, believe it or not, because I thought that I wasn't having any stomach issues. But then when I was in a bikini... Yeah. So there's that. But anyway, I digress. Um, Your skin, just like you mentioned, you know, again, I've had many concerns with my daughter who is only eight and you'd be surprised there. There was the belief in the past where our skin is only affected by what we put on it um, and not necessarily what we are eating or ingesting or what we are putting on our skin that is seeping into our bloodstream. So it, it, it's more of a broad spectrum. How is this affecting you than just the, do you have a tummy ache? You know, and I think that's a really good point. I mean, our skin is our largest organ and it's our body's first layer of defense for mess, you know, messaging for us. So Mm -hmm. or not, maybe, you know, depends. Some might not say first, but depending on who is going, it's a, it's our opportunity for our bodies to tell us Mm -hmm. what is going on and what is happening within, especially more internal Things that like might like when our liver might not be detoxing as well because it's it's exposed to a lot because we're taking a lot in things like this. So there there's just so many. Yeah, there's so many great opportunities to dig deeper. And I will share as well, because you said about the testing um, is that, you know, the reality is I've worked with practitioners having the testing is ideal for sure. But like you said, it's an investment. Mm-hmm. And so, and, and the truth is, is that I do believe we can do a lot of great work. If we're not in a need for a deep healing protocol, you can, you can make a lot of forward movement. It doesn't mean never, but you know, maybe Agreed. until that time comes up, but there is a product that I wholeheartedly recommend. It's a consumer facing product. So it's like you can test in the privacy of your own home. You can do a stool sample or you can do a stool and a blood sample And the amazing thing is that you get your results back app-based. 
And so it's as easy as tapping on your phone, opening it up, and it shows you your foods that are the foods that are your superfoods, the foods that you should enjoy, those that should be minimized and those to avoid. Clear cut, you know exactly what foods are best for you. And then you can play from there because it doesn't mean you'll never have it, but that gives you even more diagnostic. You guys, most people's HSA or FSA, they can use it for it. And it's around $200. And for your audience, like I'd be happy to offer up my code, which gives them 10% off. So you guys feel free to, you know, I'm I'm free to give that to anyone, but it's, you know, it's, it really, it's Mm -hmm. so affordable. We did it for our entire family. And um, I think it's great that that's something that is also now because of technology Mm -hmm. available for us. Yeah. Yeah. I first, can you tell us what the product is, what the app is? And if you will share that code, that would be phenomenal because for those that are listening on FM Enlightenment Radio, you know, they won't see the the Facebook group just yet. So if you're willing. Yeah. So it's called Viome, V-I-O-M-E. Viome is the test. You can get it without my code as well. My code only gives you 10% off. So there's no no crazy special thing. Every penny counts. Yeah. For some people, it makes a huge difference. Um, And then if in the promo, it's my last name. So it's Van Dusen plus 10, V-A-N-D-E-U-S. E-N plus 10. And I can also, I can give to you ladies for your group, an actual link that just makes it easier. They don't have to type anything in. So I'll give that up as well. But um, again, you don't need me. I don't have to be involved at all. You can head right to that website. The truth is, is I found them for my own personal diagnostic because I love them so much. I now recommend them out because, uh, because it made it simple for our family. So I mean, that's what we do. We provide simple life hacks, right? So anything that we find that works for us, that's what we're sharing with our audience. So we definitely appreciate you for that. With that, now that we know exactly why one may want to go dairy-free and the benefits, how would you recommend newbie? brand new, like literally just had ice cream for dinner tonight or last night, um, you know, had cereal for breakfast with 2% milk, or maybe they are on lactate. So, cause they know they're lactose intolerance. Let me have the lactate. Where do people start? How do we go about this? Maybe even talk about what to avoid. Cause I know there's some, you know, crap stuff out there that's marketed for dairy free people. Yeah. Well, to begin, if I'm working with someone to begin, it's always going to be, what are your top cheese applications? Because not everyone's cheese is the same, is the favorite, you know, same favorite kind of cheese. So what are you eating that is dairy or cheese based um, that you can't give up? Is it the yogurt? Is it the ice cream? Is it a hard cheese? Is it a soft cheese? Is it the milk? Like, what is it? So I think it's important to know which one of those things, because they're all different categories of where people feel like a a sense of loss. And so what, whenever you're feeling a sense of loss, the thing that will provide an opportunity to step through that very quickly is an alternative. So Uh we just have to figure out like, where are you feeling like you're about to lose something so we can connect you to the resource (laughs) that will make it the easiest transition. So here are a couple of things that probably show up the most prevalent in my world. One is milk, showing people that with nothing more than your favorite nut soaked in water, ideally, of course, always organic. You guys, if I'm talking, it's organic. It's never in question. 
but soaking those nuts in water, blending them up in a high powered blender and putting it through a nut milk bag. You can make milk all of the time. And then people will be like, I don't have a blender. I don't like it. It's messy. And I'm like, perfect. Then there's this another amazing product called AdJoy, A-D-D-J-O-I, AdJoy. It's essentially a a concentrate, so like a peanut butter or a cashew butter, but it's even more concentrated, none of the oil. You add two scoops of that into a blender with water. You turn it, turn it on high. You don't need a nut milk bag. Make sure you buy their organic variety. They do have non-organic ones. So again, organic, please. But it's so simple. You can make a nut milk right there. So that's the easiest like nut milk exchange, in my opinion. When it comes to cheeses, everyone needs to know how to make an ooey gooey cheesy base for all the applications, whether it's the Alfredo application, whether it's the sour cream application, whether it's the nacho cheese application, whether it's the lasagna you know, melt nacho cheese. Did I already say that one? I apparently really love nachos. Um, <laughs> I'm right there with you. <laughs> so any of those types of, uh, you know, so for that one, that's called a cashew cream base. That is really what it is. And you guys, there's so many variations, but what I will say is Julie Piat, her book, This Cheese is Nuts. That book really helped me understand. I do not always do it in the way that Hers started, but you know, there were just a lot of different varieties and I got to play with different ways to make cheese. And so that was something um, that was, you know, eye opening for me having that. And then in terms of dairy, or I'm sorry, in terms of yogurt, um, an instant pot, you can make a coconut milk yogurt very easily. Or if you're not that person, and I actually have that thing, but we don't eat a ton of yogurt. So like to make a big pot of it, it actually doesn't make sense in our house at this point. So there are some brands, but the truth is, is like, you have to check the sugar for sure. Mm-hmm. Most of them are fully loaded. So my kids rarely ever eat them. But the, the my favorite brand is Forager. And I know I shared them on the last time I was on your guys's podcast, but Forager is just an exceptional brand because they they have clean ingredients. So that goes into what to look for. You guys, it's like the devil's work out there when it comes to dairy-free replacements, okay? everywhere. It's got the big V on it. It's like, I'm vegan. And I want to be like, that's violating. That's what it stands for. It's going (laughs) to violate every part of your body and what you stand for. So, yeah, just because you see a little, you know, emblem that says vegan and gluten free, doesn't necessarily mean even vegan. one part's like a little flower, like they're yeah. like, like a leaf. It's like I'm totally agreeing, <laughs> except for if you flip it over and you look at any of the ingredients, <laughs> nobody knows any of them, and none of them have a mama, so they're like not even identifiable. Again, this is a moment where you should be watching us on FML TV because you just miss a very classic image, um, but. Yeah, yeah, I mean, you're absolutely right. And this is what we call like the vegan junk food, the dairy-free mm-hmm. junk food. You, just because it has some of those certifications, vegan, dairy-free, gluten-free, doesn't mean that you should be putting it in your body. So when you see those emblems or those certifications, that's great. Then turn it over and read the ingredients. If you can't pronounce more than half of them, just yeah. put it back. Mm-hmm. I I will say, because I want to address, you mentioned something about... Um, what 
what can't you give up? And that I feel like we've talked about in the past, things that become emotional and maybe even viewed as traumatizing, whether it be for adults or children. I will say that my eight-year-old, I'm just going to put it out there, like that. it's not as intimidating as you think. My eight-year-old has zero issue with dairy-free cheeses. I mean, today we had, she had her snack when she got home and she had her dairy-free um, cheddar and what was the other one? I uh, can't remember the other cheese, but anyway, multiple cheeses. And half the time you can't taste the difference. There are some times, I'm not going to lie, there are some times where you can, but children are so versatile. And if you're thinking about, oh, I can't do that to my child. I can't take ice cream away from her. Is it real or her or him? Is it really that the child is going to be affected that deeply or are you feeling it yourself based on what you're used to based on how you're raised just think about it because half the time they don't care they mm -hmm. couldn't care are you feeding them they have food in front of them they're like hey cheese sandwich great let's go so yeah. i'm just throwing that out there i mean the the truth is is that ice cream there's a perfect one so I tell everybody, if you, every time you go to the grocery store, you should be buying organic bananas times two because you bring home, you bring home the, the, the thing, you ripen both at the same time, you eat the first bundle, hopefully, or use them however. And the second one goes into the freezer and nice cream, like all it is, is blended up bananas anything else you want to put in it. Sure. If you want to put a protein mix or fruit or blah, 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 it doesn't matter. You can do whatever you want. Cocoa powder, a little bit of hun like honey, if you wanted to, I don't think you need to add any sugar with bananas ever. Like they're just so sweet, but you blend that up until the perfect consistency and you have ice cream and kids will gobble it up. So yeah, there's, that was so because we were talking about replacements and back to the ingredient thing. The other thing to really look for, because um, people have gotten really comfortable with thinking that non-GMO verified food is really clean. And so a lot of non-dairy foods will have that certification as well. And it is a better, it is absolutely in the good, better, best. It is absolutely a better product because there are some, there's some regulatory um, things in relationship to what can happen to that food. But it's a far way from certifying any sort of health food. And so, um, you know, when we're looking for those, those cheese replacements or dairy replacements, we really want to look for that USDA organic stamp. It's super important. Two brands that I think do it exceptionally well are Mayoko's and um, Forager. Again, those are two heavy hitters because they're doing the right thing in terms of, I mean, just read the ingredients read the stories about the company. They're, they're just both really focused. Um, there are a few other, um, <clears throat> oh, I can't remember them off the top of my head, but for sure, if people follow me on social, they'll see them posted because, um, and we'll put I, them in the Facebook group too. When we yeah, later. yeah. Yeah. So there, I mean, there's so many great ones, but again, just be careful because a lot of times, you know, the, there are like, I don't want to name drop people and, and hurt people's feelings, but there are definitely some of those cheeses that they don't melt. They're strange tasting. They have non-GMO or they have some other, you know, kind of front labeling that is really misguiding us to a, a food alternative we'd want to put yeah. in our body. 
Yeah. Yeah. And we'll list, we'll, we'll talk behind the scenes, you know, sorry, you know, one of those things that happens behind the scenes, ladies, you'll be okay. Ladies and gentlemen, we will post it in the Facebook group, but we, we will post some brands that people can trust. And just like things that you've mentioned, um, this has been a phenomenal conversation. I just, you know, like I said, this wasn't something that I ever saw myself doing. You know, gluten-free, dairy-free, what? Like you're speaking in a whole nother language. I'm all set. No, 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 no. Um, but before we let you go, Lindsay, I see some plants in your background. And you know, I'm curious because I know you have like all kinds of herbs and everything all over your house. So what's in your background? <sighs> So the only reason I told you yes is so you could feel like a real human. Those are <laughs> fake as shit. <laughs> so I wanted everyone to know that the plant lady, I'm in my basement office, you guys. That's where they are in my world. So, hilarious. Yeah. So I have a real garden outside. I have real things everywhere. And then I have fake things woven in in places that I would never remember to water. It doesn't have sunlight. And I need the effect. So, yeah, I just needed everyone to know because they'll look like that and they will not be watered and they'll never grow. So, <laughs> that's, honestly, that's I think Diana's water in her mug. <laughs> Which, by the way, ladies and gentlemen, I have switched to water in case you didn't know. Watering down now, you know, watering down. Anyway, I think that has quite possibly been the best response to any question that we've ever asked. In our podcast. So I and for those of you who did not listen to last week's episode on soil, then we don't get that. No <laughs> so way. you need to go back and listen to that if you skipped ahead. <laughs> yep. This is how you miss out when you don't follow sequentially. I mean, we walk you down a path, people. Stick with us. Okay. So one more thing before I let you go. I just want to celebrate once again... Lindsay's birthday was yesterday, and I hope that you are celebrating this entire month, but I'll at least accept the week. You know, I'm going to check in on you because, you know, we speak almost every morning at 7.50 in your clubhouse group. So I'm going to continue to harass you about celebrating yourself because she doesn't typically like to celebrate her birthday. So happy birthday. Happy birthday. Happy I'm birthday. putting it all the way out Yay. there. Happy birthday. <laughs> Thank you. I love you. Thank you. Thank you for it. And I'll, I'll take your harassment. It's a great reminder. <laughs> it's definitely, you, listen, just like the dairy thing, there is room to lean into expanding and growing all of the time. Amen. And the most important thing is stick around people who want to see you do that. So thank you for being you, girlfriend, and, and Jenny so much Amen. for having me on this podcast. I appreciate you. Oh, thank, thank you so much. Being here. Oh, you just shared so much with us. Thank you so much. <laughs> Finally, how can people, how should they get in contact with you? You got Clubhouse, you got everything. So let it all out. <laughs> I mean, Clubhouse is where you're going to be able to connect with me heart, heart to heart all the time. 7.50 a.m. I'll be with Ayana five days a week. So you can always be there and, uh, and see us for sure. But, um, you know, I'm Lindsay everywhere. I'm the only one I've ever met. So that's Lindsay with an A before and after the Y. If you put <laughs> .com after that, pretty much anywhere you're going to find me. And uh, I love to connect with humans. So if you have a question, something I can help with, someone I can connect you to, um, I'm always here. And thank you, ladies, so much. 
That is exactly why we wanted you on the show. So thank you. We will let you go. We know it's super late your time. So thank you again for gracing us with your presence and for spending your time with us two weeks in a row. Yes. <laughs> thank you. you. Thank you. Oh, good stuff. As usual. I mean, I feel like every week we have great stuff, Jenny. Amazing. I learned so much. Like it's great conversation. It's fun. It's learning. If y'all out there in podcast land are not having a good time, I'm sorry. <laughs> don't know what oh, to yeah. do. We don't know what to tell you at this point. Like, I mean, I know that we are biased, but yes. It's good stuff. Like it, it is. is what it is. Okay. So keep it going in the Facebook group. If you want more, if you want follow up with that, can't didn't quite catch everything we said, want to interact with us and other people that listen to the podcast, join us in the Facebook group, two healthy chicks with the number two, two healthy chicks. Um, and yeah, there was so much good stuff in this episode. Honestly, I forgot to think about a random fact, and it seems like you may have also. Okay, random fact. Let me see. Dairy, dairy-free, really quickly. Oh, yeah, I do have a random fact. Um, It really wasn't difficult for me to go dairy-free when it came to, like, ice cream or anything like that, because I'm really corny with my ice cream. Like, it's vanilla or chocolate, and if I'm feeling crazy, strawberry. So, you know, not really living on the edge here. Wasn't not really. <laughs> <laughs> There's no rocky road or whatever other stuff that people in like other lines. Remember the fact that you drink wine before. Well, listen, the wine I think is what got us a very entertaining show. Yes, so. it definitely did. Yes. All right. So you made me think of a random fact then. So mine has to do with ice cream and going dairy free. That one of the things that I bonded with my father-in-law with was ice cream because he loves ice cream and I loved ice cream. And um, so he'd be like, oh, you know, who's going to have ice cream with me? Jenny, you'll have ice cream with me, right? And I'm like, you know, I will. So like, that was kind of another emotional piece. I'm like, oh, I don't eat ice cream anymore. So but now you can bond over nice cream if you'll give yeah. it that. Just don't tell him. Exactly. I'm always with the let people taste and then tell them. It's not okay. lying. It's just with. Well, he'll eat his dairy and I'll eat my non-dairy. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Okay. So, ladies and gentlemen, we hope that you found some nuggets in this in this episode. At like, I mean, I just I feel like there was a lot here between last week, gluten free this week, dairy free and why? Like we always give you reason and how to do it. So there's that. Check us out in the Facebook group for more information. We'll have all of your app information and that code that Lindsay is going to provide us, which I think is phenomenal. Anytime we can get some freebies or some percentage off. It's a good day, right? We're bringing it. Yep. All right. I am Ayana. And I am Jenny. And we are two healthy chicks providing simple life hacks on this journey to healthy living. Thanks for tuning in on SM Enlightenment Radio, TV, and the Two Healthy Chicks podcast. Have a great whatever you're having. Bye.